Welcome to the Raymond Tamaklo podcast. You are about to listen to a message as preached by the senior pastor and founder of Love Springs International Church, Nairobi, Kenya. Reverend Raymond Tamaklo is a missionary to the nation of Kenya. He is an author and a church planter. Reverend Raymond Tamaklo has a passion of raising pastors and shepherds who delight in the work of God. He has dedicated fairly all his life to the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ, doing exactly this. He believes in ensuring that the Word of God is preached to all because each and every soul is precious and important to God. This podcast will reignite your love for God and His work and will work out times of refreshing in your life. Now, get ready to be blessed as you listen to the soul-saving Word of God expertly handled by Reverend Raymond Tamaklo of the Love Springs International Church Headquarters, Nairobi. Be transformed as you listen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this Passover convention. I thank you for the ears you are appointed to hear and the hearts you have purpose to stay into good works. Thank you, Lord, that a word will renew some minds and get us fulfilling your purpose for which you've placed us in your body. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Please do have your seats. The Lord bless you. Amen. The theme for our convention is Bima. Amen. And um, it is all about the things that are done in his body. Yes, in his body. So, back to 2 Corinthians 5.10. 2 Corinthians 5.10. Which says, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. That everyone may receive the things done in his body. According to that he had done. Whether it be good or bad. Amen. Now, please look for me this scripture. Um, it's about the return of Jesus. I just failed to fetch it out before coming up here. And the Bible says that that's the note on which I'm starting today's teaching. So we see the things done in his body. And those who did the things they did in his body. It says how that every eye will see him. Even those that pierced him will see him. I, I think it should be in Revelation or so. Fetch, fetch it for me quickly. That's the note on which I want to start. Revelation 1.7. Aha. Uh-huh. Give me verse 6. Verse 5. 
And from Jesus Christ, this is John the beloved writing to the church. So what he's writing is coming from Jesus Christ. Do you get it? The same way what true and real pastors and teachers teach doesn't or should not come from them. It should come from Jesus Christ. Do you get it? If it comes from Jesus Christ and you treat it with contempt, that's up to you. Do you understand? So he's writing and he says, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Beautiful. Do you, do you get it? He loved us. I want to say something that connects to 2 Corinthians 5.10. Before I get to verse 7. Is the fact that why will he make sure we all appear before him? The judgment seat. To receive the things we did in his body. Is because his body was not broken for us, that we for whom his body was broken for should come into his body and still be breaking his body. Do do you understand? It's like double whammy. (laughs) You have paid a price for your children to go to school. Hey, have money. I just felt something was moving here. <laughs> As a matter of 50 shillings. I thought it's Ghanaian currency. <laughs> okay. Evina, stop looking at the money. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so, his body was broken. You have come into his body. And now you, for whom his body was broken, you are attempting to break his body again. So the judgment seat is because Jesus Christ should not suffer twice. He suffered once. So his body should not suffer from the people that he sacrificed it for. But look into the church. The people for whom Jesus died are the very enemies of the church. His body. Do you understand? So, he loved us and washed us From our sins in his own blood. Verse 6. And hath made us kings and priests unto God. 
two things he's made us. Kings and priests. People like the kingship. They don't like the priesthood. Because the kingship is political. And the priesthood is spiritual. There are people seated here who want to be women representatives. They don't want to be lady pastors. I'm talking about the things done in his body. They, they will be super excited about being called women reps. Isn't it? Women reps, not lady pastors. A lady pastor doesn't mesmerize you or woe you or makes you, you know, feel. No, women reps. You should see the things that excite the people that Jesus died for. Let me tell you something. We may be joking and it sounds funny. But our lives here are not supposed to be lived chasing the things of the world. We'll come back to Revelations 1. Says, Colossians 3 verse 1. Look at it. Look at this. It's about to go down. Today I'm throwing scriptures this way. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Is women reps above? If you are risen with Christ, by Sunday, we're going to say, oh, he's risen. We're going to sing resurrection songs around the churches of Jesus Christ. Yet, Although reason with him, we are not seeking the things which are above. Why should you seek the things which are above? Because as we speak right now, Jesus Christ is above. Where Christ is seated on the right hand of God. The things the believer should seek for are the things that are above. Where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Verse 2, set your affection on things above. You should see the things people have set their affections on, boys. You should see the things people have set their affection on, girls. Girls are not above. (laughs) It's about to go down. Yeah. I says you should see that things people have set their affections on, on husbands, on wives, on children, on money, on material things. You see, I didn't write the Bible. So if I quote the scripture and the scripture offends you, it's because something is wrong inherently with your salvation. It's not a preacher. Set your affection on things above. Not on things on the earth. You know, it's so funny for me when I see girls leave church because of a boy. Or a boy leave church because of a girl. You know? Um, You you see that, oh, I I love him. I love her. You know? And they do that, their nonsense. You know? 
mindlessly or oblivious of the fact that a boy didn't die for you. Unless we are, in, we are not in Easter. Are we in Easter? Yeah. A girl didn't die for you. Yes. A girl for whom you are busy living Jesus Christ is not even just sleeping with you. You are the number three. A boy that you are promising, I'll die for you. Apostle and the church can go and hang. Me and you, me now where we're pekiake in this world. It's me and you. He, you, you are number five. You are number five. You should see how they've saved your name. Eunice Mboga. Joroga <laughs> Butchery. And the one who loved you died for you and washed your sins in his blood. You, you, your affection is nowhere near him. You don't think this is a good Easter message? <laughs> I said the one who loved you agap- with agape love. The love with which you are being loved is the love that is called eros. Eros is romantic love. It is connected to your breast. If your breast is standing and it is not there, if your breast is falling, eros. But agape love is unconditional love. You did nothing for that love. It will always be there and we avoid that love. (laughs) You see, you you don't want to receive the message. Yeah. And I know they sit here, they do see me finish. Do you understand what I'm saying? And I know they do see me finish. <laughs> you know, for a while, eh, as a young lady, Charlie, you're on top. Hey, you have shape. Your breast is standing. Without brazier, it's still standing. Yeah, it's standing erect, your breast. Yes. In fact, you, you, even, you even boast that. Oh, you, me, you know, I wear brazier because of, actually because of my nipples, you know, just to cover my nipples. Otherwise, my breast is all right standing, you know. Yeah. A lot of girls think that falling breast is as a result of um, breastfeeding. You are new. <laughs> you are new. You are new. Tell your neighbor, you see, you just came. You are new. Yes. One pastor, he called a brother. I think the brother was in church and then either left the church so the pastor had a revelation about the brother. He's a prophet. So he now said, Brother Eric, I, I saw. So Brother Eric was called and told that, Hey, prophet 
saw something about you. So this brother called the prophet later. He said, hello, prophet. Prophet said, hello. So I am brother Eric. So, okay. Um, understand that you had a revelation about me. And so that's why I'm calling. Then the prophet said, oh, brother. Yeah, brother Eric, you, you, you. I saw a woman in my visions. She was light-skinned. And she wore red. And her shoes were red. And her lips were red. And she has painted the back of her eyes also red. And she was seated on your destiny. Then the brother said, "Um, uh, Prophet, the woman you saw, does she have Botox? (laughs) And the prophet said, Foolish boy. (laughs) Foolish boy. I'm telling you that I saw a woman. I saw a woman wearing red. Shoes red. Painted her lips red. Her back of her eyes red. Seated on your destiny. And the foolish boy you asking me if she has buttons. (laughs) And then the guy said, yes, prophet. I am just trying to, if she has buttons, please leave her there. (laughs) Just leave her there. Don't don't remove her. (laughs) Oh oh my God. This is supposed to be a church member. (laughs) You, You just know that as a pastor... You are not even pastoring saved men. (laughs) The prophet was not having it. The prophet was really angry. He was really angry. You want me to leave her there? He says, yes. That's why I'm asking so I can decide if you should remove her or not. (laughs) Depending on what she has. You got a point now. (laughs) Sometimes boys love you because of what you have. You stop having it. <laughs> yes. Is it the person on whom you should set your affection? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. A boy who is using you to pay his rent is the one you have set your affection on. And Paul says, set your affection on things above not on things on the earth. Are you listening to me? Yes. Verse 3. For ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. Today not many people in the church are truly dead. And the reason the Bible can say you are dead is because if you like Go and interact with a dead body in a mortuary. Yeah. Christians are supposed to behave like we are dead. Yeah. Does a dead body have feelings? No. But look at you and your feelings. Ikoju. We are dead. 
Does, does dead things have feelings? Wait. If you've ever seen these mortuary attendants um, handling cadavers, if you do that to a normal, even someone who is just not in comatose, but half comatose, like the person is half fainted and half awake, the way they handle cadavers. Yeah. I, I was in Ghana for a funeral for one of my mothers um, and my spiritual son's mother, but she calls me mother. So I was there for him and uh, we went to the mortuary that night to remove her or to take her home. And you should see how they carry the thing and dump it. You see, unconsciously, if, if you've been around the mortuary, you, you wince. You, 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 you still think the thing is alive somehow. It's an, a, a reflex. You, you, do you get it? It's like a reflex. But those guys, they've worked so long with dead bodies that they know that the thing does not feel. In fact, I think they even behave gently only when the family members are around. Yes. But when the family members are not around, you should see how they treat the cadavers. They throw this one here. They slash, they smack, they smack this one. They, they move here. Throw this one there. You, you, you will get a heart attack. If you are watching on camera, let's say you've planted, you, you'll be like, what? But that's because you are alive. But the cadaver doesn't feel anything. That is why people who are full of feelings in the church don't make good church members. One message I preach in this convention has offended you. And it's just part two. Do you understand? We are dead. We are dead. We truly must live our lives as though dead. So we are, ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. Now look at what he says in verse 4. So, verse 4, when Christ who is our life, he is our life. When he shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. So in the meantime, the life of a real Christian, I'm not just talking about people who claim they are, is hid in Christ. It's hid in Christ. The mortuary attendants consider it an, an anomaly for a dead body to move or to speak or to make movement. Some of those mortuary attendants are very highly spiritual people. Yes, I'm not talking of spiritual as in church tongues. No, 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 no. Like they have juju. Yes, they work with that. Because sometimes they handle what they call stubborn cops. Yes. They move a corpse and the cops move back to somewhere. Yes. They deal with such things. And so they have to use powers to suppress the dead cops. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you think I'm talking about Afro cinema? I'm not talking about Afro cinema. I'm talking about a real thing. 
Yes. In such places, there's always weird drama going on. Yes. Oh, yeah, they don't use what, they use baggy to, to cope with the system. Okay. Yeah, they are, there's always weird things going on. Yeah, because mystically, there's something spiritual connected with death. And whenever it is so, then you also have the presence of spirits and demons. Do you understand? So sometimes they handle very stubborn corpse. Yes. Imagine a corpse w- wakes up and is leaving the mortuary. So the mortuary attendant has to command it back. You are dead. Go back. You are dead. Go back. Yes. It's not that you are alive. He knows that. It's not, it's not a normal thing to see a cadaver rise up and he's leaving. So he has to use powers to confine the, the corpse or the cadaver back. Yes. He's not there to witness any resurrection. He knows you're dead. You're dead, man. <laughs> Whatever is moving is not the resurrection power or anything. You go back. Yes. So he has to be tough. Yes. And if you talk to, you may be, be surprised you think they just use bangi around here. But they also have things they use. Yes. You know. So when we are in the church and we see dead people walking out of the church. We are to use powers to command you back. You are dead. Where are you going? You're supposed to be here till Jesus comes and meets you. You, you have got up, stubborn cops, and you are leaving the church. I'm talking about things that are done in his body. Yes. Not so long long from now, you see another stubborn cops leaving the church. <laughs> and when you want to exercise your powers, do you understand? To bring a dead corpse back. You know, sometimes it's pathetic when you see the caliber of people who are deceived out of the church. You know? If you are a mortuary attendant like I am, Yes, I'm, I'm a mortuary attendant. I'm a pastor of dead people. You go back. You see, they think I'm insulting them. Ye, for ye are dead. Verse 3. For ye are dead. Argue against the scripture. Not what I'm saying. I'm only repeating the scripture. I'm a mortuary attendant. I'm overseeing, do you understand? Dead people. And I'm seeing anomalies in the behavior of dead people. Ye are dead. And your life is hid with Christ in God. If your life is not here with you now, and it is hid with Christ and in God, you are dead. And the pastor is the mortuary attendant. Yes. Imagine two cadavers having sex. Stubborn cadavers have woken up to have sex. Hmm. Woe betides you, the mortuary attendants. When you try to intervene between two cadavers who are having feelings. Yeah, so, such weird things happens in 
the mortuaries. And the, the church is like a mortuary. Jesus has brought all the dead people here. Oh, yeah. You are dead. At least I have a scripture to support what I'm saying. You are dead. Yes. We are dead. I said we are dead. Yes. We are dead. So those of you who are living, are, you are the ones who are always offended. Yeah. You are the ones, the living among the dead. Yes. Your flesh is awake. Your flesh is sensitive. Not the flesh of a cadaver. It's dead. You can slap it. You can kick it. Hey, you should see how they slam them on the floor. Amen? Yeah. So, back to Revelation 1, 6. Are you here? And he has made us kings. So we enjoy the king aspect of what he's made us. But we don't enjoy the priesthood. And he's made us two things. People with power and then people. That, you see what characterizes kingship is power. And what characterizes priesthood is holiness. <laughs> we love the power aspect. And we don't love the holiness aspect. I'm going to teach you something tonight. When I finish, you may, you may either like God, love God, or hate him. Yes. And it goes for those of you who sit in a church and see the pastor as a wicked man. <laughs> so he's made us what? Kings? And priest unto God and his father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Verse 7. Behold, he cometh with clouds. (laughs) And every eye shall see him. And they also which pierced him. The people who pierced him. Where did they pierce him? His body. The people who pierced him, not just those people who pierced him. Listen, those that have entered the church and are still piercing his body. All, every eye shall see him and they also which pierced him and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, amen. So as for receiving, back to 2 Corinthians 5.10, receiving the things which are done in his body, those who even pierced him, they will see him when he, come, he comes. They will see him. Do you understand? Yeah. The people who pierced his side. So, I want you to know that the happenings in the church the doings in the church, the activities of so-called believers in the church is just a storage of judgments to come. I will stand before him on the judgment seat. I will receive my judgment. You and the things you also do in his body, you will also appear before him and you will receive your judgment. 
None is exempted. That's why he says we must all. We must all. It is a must. Are you listening to me? Oh, you've gone home. Yeah. So, yesterday we looked at what judgment is. Just a quick recap. Judgment is the ability to judge. So, number one, what is judgment? Judgment is the ability to judge. You got it? Judgment is the ability to make a decision. Judgment is the ability to form an opinion objectively and authoritatively. Judgment is the ability to form an opinion wisely. Judgment is the ability to form an opinion authoritatively. And judgment is the ability to come to a conclusion about someone or something, which is something we easily do. This last one. Yes. And we lack judgment when it comes to certain things. Careful. We are not able to form opinions wisely. We are not able to form opinions authoritatively. Amen. Number two, what is justice? Justice is a characteristic that is greatly desired in human society. Justice is a quality of being fair or impartial. Where there is justice, there is what? Fairness. Where there is justice, there are impartial decisions. Where there is justice, there is even-handedness. Where there is justice, decisions taken are just and fair. Isn't it? Yeah. As a leader, I had to take some decisions. Yes. If you have a group of people who come to church or they take this place as their church solely because of certain benefits they receive, you no longer have a church. Yes, you have an NGO. You have a circle. Eh? People with shares in the circle. Do do, do you understand? It's no longer a church. A church is a gathering of beloveds. They love Jesus. And they want to be with Jesus. Not because when we close church, somebody is going to buy me China Mkati. Somebody is going to give me 200 bob. Somebody is going to give me 100 bob. As a leader and as somebody who will stand in, before Jesus in judgment, I have to reconsider that this isn't a church. And it's not fair on the leader or the leaders, do you understand, using their money to every week sponsor people who are not even saved. So I had to make a decision. 
Do you understand? Now, I'll show you tonight why some of you have issues with judgments and decisions that are made. I'll show you tonight. Yes, you lack something. And I'm going to show you. Yes. You didn't become a shepherd so you can become poor. Yes. And I didn't become a pastor so I can become poor. Yeah. It's not. Do you understand? Yeah. Right now I'm prepared. I I want a church to grow. Don't, Don't be fooled. I want a church to grow. But I want to be sure that I'm taking as many sheep to heaven and fewer goats. I'm serious. I want to be sure I'm taking more sheep than goats with me to heaven. And I'm serious about that. I'm extremely serious about that. Do you understand? Because... My works will be passed through the fire. Your works will be passed through the fire. And the works made of gold, silver, wood, hay, stubble, all these works. So it means that there are some Christian works that are made of gold. There's a man of God with a church and if that church is passed through the fire, the the quality of the material is that of gold. I wish somebody is listening to me. It means that almost all his members, all his pastors, all his shepherds, all his members have the quality of gold. So when me and my church are passed through the fire, And the quality is that of gold will come out as pure as gold. And then there is that of silver. So there is a church or there is a a pastor with a church and the membership is, the quality is that of silver. It can also withstand fire to a certain degree. And then there are precious stones, then wood, then hay, then stubble. All these works. I don't want a stubble church or a hay church or a wood church. At least precious stones. (laughs) At least. Let's stop at precious stone. Do you understand? And then build to silver. Because silver can also handle um, um, fire at a, a, a high degree equal to that of gold. And then if God graces us, then maybe the quality of gold. Yes. But the church we had before is even below stubble. Forget even paper. Clean field. Level. <laughs> that's, that's the one we had. Yes. I'm not joking. I'm serious. It would even get close to the fire and it disappears. You see, Paul was not ad- advanced in his days. He would have added, added um, clean film to the whole thing. Yes. Then you know, you know that pastor clean film. 
Yes. Church members that when it rains, they can't come to church. There's somebody in Cambodia, there's somebody in a village somewhere, they, 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 they are having church under a wood structure. And when it floods, and the whole place is flooded, they are seated in the rain to hear the word of God. You want to compare your church, even though it's big and in the city, and when it rains, your members don't come to church. You want to compare that church to that church in the woods somewhere, whose members who even brace snake bite to go to church. I've gone to rural evangelism or outreach in villages where in the night you use that lamp and you have to put it closer so that you can watch um, serpents or dangerous animals. Yes, somebody goes to church deep in the night and on his return they are holding, I don't know how you call those lamps here. That's how they go back home. You, you don't need that lamp. You have light. You have tuk-tuk. You have motorbike. You have CG ward to carry, to ferry you, matatu to ferry you to church and back home. They are walking in the forest, going to church and they must hold lamps. And because of the fire or the light, it scares away animals and they go back and forth to church to serve God. You want to compare your church to that church. Hmm. I mean, I'm going to tell you something. God, when God blesses me with money, I'm going to buy very powerful instruments. You won't find me here if you like leave the church. I've reached a place. You, I, will not, I will not fail God because of you. That when I go to a rural crusade, you won't come to church. Don't come. I'm telling you already in advance. You see me in one village somewhere and I'm doing crusades with a team of people. If you like, come. When I return, come. If I, when I go, go. When I return, come. I'm your savior. It's about to change to convention message. When God bless, I'm going to buy some power for rural evangelism. Yes, I carry it and I'm somewhere three days. Yes, I'm somewhere three days. If you like, so lately we don't see him in and around here. If I died for you, you would tell me. (laughs) You would tell me if I died for you. (laughs) Yeah. As a pastor of a clean film church, you only have to travel and you see the quality of your church. You get a point now. My works, your works will be passed through the fire. And watch what he says in verse 13. Look at it. Now, if any man, not verse 12, but now if any man built upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, verse 13, every man's work shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is we only added cream film to it but the sorts are mentioned gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble 
And we have just added clean film to it. Yes. <laughs> if you like being in this church, another group I'm, come, I'm about to move on is the group called Basantes. Yes. Yeah. If you're also building a Basanta, you have to ask yourself, what am I building? What am I building? Yeah. A Basanta... That is, it is Easter convention. They are not here. You, you have to ask yourself, what am I? Because that's what I'm asking myself as the senior pastor of the church. You cannot be a leader, do you understand? Of a, and you too, you are not concerned about your members. Because you also, as I'm building, do you understand? You are what Paul calls co-laborers. I am laboring and you are laboring with me. So what are you laboring to build? Dancing stars who only show up on Sunday. How different is that from the guy who goes to the to Dunda Dunda on Friday? No difference. No difference. It must be that what we are building is driven by our love for Jesus Christ. And it will cause us to build something that is at the level of gold, at the level of silver. Listen to me. Women here know what I'm talking about. If you're going to give your wife a watch or earrings or necklace, they want gold. They want pearls. They want... Even silver, there are levels. You can't go to Joakali silver. Do you understand? Yes. There was war in my house the other day. My wife's silver chain was missing. And she suspected that my daughter took it. And it was a whole war. Leave it there. It was a whole war. So me, I'm outside, I'm away from, the, from them with my son, you know, and I get a phone call and I'm being told that your daughter has taken my silver chain. I'm even calling the, her teacher to ask her to talk to her in school. It was a whole war. Where is my silver chain? Today, I will beat, I will beat her. I will beat her till she dies. Hey! <laughs> Yeah. Hey, me, I started fearing for my daughter. <laughs> I started fearing. So I asked, please, how much is the silver chain? I'll pay for it, but don't touch her. And then I'll now look for your silver chain for you. So I asked my son, and he said he didn't take it. You know, because she suspected that they took it. You know, children can take your things, then when you are not looking, they dress with it. Yeah, to show levels. So she suspected as what happened. Yeah. So when my daughter, I met my daughter, she said, oh, uh, she saw it in my son's wallet. Ah. It's not you who took it, my son. We checked. And what it was is not the thing. It was a, a different chain altogether. Yeah. But somebody was, even at work, they were breathing fire. Do you understand? They have gone to work. Oh, and I'm being... Like the whole day was about one silver chain. Yes. 
So finally, wisdom told me, pay for it. If your children took it, pay for it. Yes. So as I'm standing here, I owe, I, I owe silver chain. Yes. Girls don't like cheap gifts. Yes. And so all you could think about is Mukate. You are coming here. You mean you walked all the way from Thika to bring me Mukate? Yes. They don't like cheap gifts. Yes. <laughs> because I'm personal as you're talking about yogurt. You just brought me yogurt. That's all you could bring me, yogurt. Yes. They don't like cheap gifts. True or not true? True. Yes. They want expensive gifts. Yeah. Now, when it comes to us building for God, we want to use wood. We want to use hay. We want to use stubble. We want to use clean film. Right? To build for God. That's what we want to do. Meanwhile, when it comes to you, you want gold. You want silver. You want pearls. You want diamonds. Nothing excites women like diamonds on a ring. The bigger, the better. You want a bigger stone on your ring. Your, your, your center was smaller than the stone you are looking for. Yes. You see, see that when somebody proposes this stone, you say, you see the stone? Yeah, sometimes if there is on the phone, you say, is the stone big? Is it big enough? They want the stone to be big. Do you know what stone I'm talking about? I'm not talking about the low stones, though. The ones they throw. No, I'm talking about diamonds. <laughs> you know, I was really surprised by this mandamano, right? Apparently, I, 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 hey man, this is a wonderful country. Yeah. I mean, they carry the stones in um, gunia bags and then empty it for people to come and pick. It's not like it's at that time that they are looking for the stones. No, it has been prepared. <laughs> That's the same guy going to church without Bible. But overnight, he has a storage of stones. And then some stones are sold. You buy the stones to use. Hey! This is a wonderful country. Why lie? I know see some before. Since God, since I came to this, I know see some before. Hey. 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 I know see some before. So once they say, Mandamano is somebody's business, I'm going to collect stones. Please let's clap for Kenya. 
Let's clap for Kenya. Let's clap for Kenya. It's a wonderful country. Let's clap for Kenya. You cannot find another more wonderful country. It's a wonderful country. Hey, stones. I saw they manufactured a catapult, a big catapult, and people are holding it left and right, and they clap for Kenya once again. I don't see some before. David is really proud of this country, wherever he is in heaven. (laughs) And then the slings, yes, the slings is what I've... Apart from the Bible, I've never like physically seen a sling being. These people, I think they are from Bible times. Yes, I think they are from Bible times. Yeah, because how you can roll that, I think it's just a biblical thing I've read in the Bible. But when I can, I can see what it was like when the Benjamites were fighting in the Bible. <laughs> hey, they took their time. They manufactured it. Tomorrow we are going to use this. And they then they used the Bodabana to stretch so is is a combination, is it of fixes and engineering? Yeah. I beg clap for Kenya once again. This is God's special country, in case you don't know. Yes. And the Benjamites are God's special people. Clap for the Benjamites. I'm sure Pastor Edu doesn't know how to use a sling. Yes. But bring bring Mandela a sling right now. You just see his arm going round. And then he releases it. And then it, it doesn't miss the target. It comes with a sound. Vroom, vroom. I'm sure Odo knows how to use a sling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mercy. You got a point now. Yeah, when we want our own stuffs, we want gold. We want silver. We want precious, um, precious stones. Yeah. Look at David. He guarded gold. Precious stones, silver, for the building of God's house. Are you listening to me? Everything we are building, everything we are working will be passed through the fire. And the fire will reveal the sort that it is made of. Go back to that scripture. You can't compare our church to this church. 
Yes. In the sight of God, one is gold and one is clean film. Yes. Believe you me, what I'm teaching you is not a joke. Yeah. So the works will be tried, do you understand, to reveal of what sort it is. The question is, of what sort are we? Of what sort are our members? And that is what made me to take certain decisions. And the basantes I have now are not the basantes I want in my church. Yes. Canal on spiritual people is like, even if we come and dance, Charlie, we are doing you guys a favor. I don't want your favor anymore. Yes. I'm, I'm about to move in. in. Anybody that is not spiritual should not be in any basanta. Yes. I was asked some shepherds, retired shepherds, or by force retired shepherds, wanted to join Basanta. I said, no. Already what I'm seeing there, I don't like. I said, no. Me, who is the senior pastor, I couldn't handle you as my shepherd. You want to go to some small Mandela and give him what sort of problems? Do you understand? It doesn't even make sense because you're going there with even a mightier spirit than he has. Let Basantes be for ordinary church members whom we want them to grow up spiritually to love the Lord and serve the Lord. Yes. Not a group that is looking for another location. Kwani, are you legion? <laughs> we cast you from here, you want to go here. No, please. <laughs> no, I'm guided by the scriptures. Do you understand? Yeah. <laughs> Want to move to another location? Yeah. They told Jesus, We have been around here for a long time. We like it here. No. Because I'm also seeking already to strengthen the Basantes to be filled with spiritual people, people who are God lovers. And if I have to disband all Basantes, you see, I'm a Pastor with judgment. Isn't that the thing you don't know? <laughs> Gwana, you are in this church when I ban a choir for how many months? Two years. Two years I did church without a choir. Two years I did church without a choir. Yes. You see, it's, it's a form of judgment you will not understand. It's funny for, for those of you who think that, oh, you know, eh, some of these decisions are very rash. Huh. 
I did church for so long without ashes. These ones that I'm teaching is when my usher is coming to church. Who are you ushering in? The Holy Ghost? No, please tell us who you came to usher in. should be here. You should be here before even the Holy Ghost comes. You should be here even before. You should be the ones opening the door and praying the people into the church. You have come when I am halfway through the sermon. And then such a person is going to deceive herself and himself that I'm giving God, I'm serving God. You're not serving God. You are offering God hay. You are offering God wood. In fact, clean film. That's what you're offering God. If what you're offering God is brought near the fire, it may not stand the test of fire. To what to handle? You see, ashes and greeters who are the most unhappy people in the world. And their unhappiness and their whatever stems from the fact that they don't want to be instructed or told what to do. Do you understand? Yes. By the time you are welcoming the church members with such a spirit, and I'm also now have added my teaching to it. Charlie, the thing is, it's finished. There should be no basanta in this church that has a stubborn member. Yes, I, I'm, 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 you see, I say things, me. If you have if I'm being your pastor, you know I say and I do. Yeah. Two years, right? With without a choir. You should have seen that what the choir was doing to me in the church. So if you think that you know you God brought you around here to torment me, la tormentor. No. I can tell you for sure. For all that Jesus did, he didn't bring you into this church to torment me. So let's not quarrel. We are not going to quarrel. Charlie, please sit down. The same person who is in this church behaving like that will go and join another choir and will not dare say, Pim, because in that choir, there are women with BMW who are listening to instruction. You that have come with your Kenyan Kenyan self, you can't go there with your, your, your ghetto blaster. So you see that when they go now and join another group, they behave themselves. Then you want to look down on this church. Because if you look down on this church, if you treat this church the way you are treating it, how would we become that which others will admire? We cannot become it. And I believe 
that you can serve your way into prosperity. Many people have served their way into curses instead of serving their way into prosperity. Why? Because of the manner of service. So when I take sad decisions, believe you me, I do it for my peace of mind. Yes. I don't want to be that kind of a pastor. Thank you, Anna. I don't want to be that kind of a pastor who is preaching one day and then I collapse and I die. My BP is high. I, I'm preaching, I look at you, I say, <laughs> before I know it, I, no, 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 no. I not go collapse and die. I not go die. I want to preach and I'm looking younger by the year. I, I'm not going to look at you and then I get stroke. I know, mba. Mba. And it happens to pastors a lot. You know, the pressure from the church, high blood pressure. You know, pastors becoming diabetic. You know, thinking about frustrated out of the ministry. And the sad thing is that when this church doesn't exist anymore, all of you will find another pastor. That's the sad thing. You see, Odo is now the right hand woman of a certain anointed pastor. Where was she when I needed a right hand woman? And it so happens that way. You see that when Pastor Josh Otieno is coming, Odo is following. 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 It's me who should come and die because I'm not called uh, Wanjala. It's me who should come and die because I'm not called uh, 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 Njoroge. (laughs) So even now in the chat, I'm going to read the 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 basantes of all jokers. If I'm teaching, I want to see my basanta members with their Bible, with their notebook and writing notes. Any basanta member who is too big to own a Bible is not even born again. Don't be in the church. Or be in the church, but don't be in any group. Yes. What quality? Is it made of gold? Is it made of silver? Is it made of precious stones? Is it made of hay? Is it made of wood? Is it made of stubble? There is a sort it is made of. And then he would expose it to fire. Yes. The identity of somebody who is, doesn't know, he will stand at the corner, broad daylight, he's smoking cigarette. He's not ashamed. He's not ashamed. He's smoking cigarette. He's popped the, the pills now. He's drinking it. He's standing by the uh, vibanda. Do you understand? He's chilling. The fresh wind is... He's, he's living the best time of his life. The Christian in the church should be seen living his life as one that is not ashamed of Jesus Christ. 
Many of you were once not saved. You are proud unbelievers. Yes. You are removing your panties at Uhuru Park. Under trees like monkeys. You are a proud unbeliever. Now you have become a believer. You don't want to be a proud believer. I went to pray at Aboritum some time ago. I saw condoms under a bench. You know, there's this um, uh, bamboo. uh, You see condoms. I mean, people are having sex in the bush. What is more dignifying than your bomb bomb being out there and you don't know who is watching? And then just carry a Bible like this. Just carry a Bible. What is more dignifying? Carry a Bible like this. I'm a Christian. Why? I'm going to church. Yes. What is more dignifying than your bare bomb bomb in a bush? And they are giving you doggy style because that's the only one you can get outside. And you are telling him, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. <laughs> 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 hurry up, Uma Maliza, hurry up. <laughs> You got a point now. Yeah. <laughs> That's the truth. I'm teaching the truth. <laughs> what sort is it made of? What we are building, what sort is it made of? Do you get it? Yeah. Number three, judgment and justice are more important than other things in the church. Careful. Remember that judgment and justice are more important than other things in the church. In fact, God loves justice more than he loves sacrifice. Yes. He loves judgment more than he loves sacrifice. Proverbs 21 verse 3. To do justice and judgment is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. Number four. God loves what? Judgment. Amen. So, number five. It's about to go down. Judgment and justice are the principal works of a leader. (laughs) Judgment and justice are the principal works of a leader. What I'm saying is that judgment and justice are a great part of leadership. People sit in church and they think the pastor has no right to setting judgments and to setting decisions. Careful. What you do not know is that judgment and justice are the principal works of a leader. God has placed you in a church. 
God has put you in a group. The leader must be allowed to make certain judgments. To make certain decisions. And this forms part of leadership. If you have a leader who does not have the power. Do you understand? To make judgments and to make um, certain decisions. He's not really, he's not a leader. And that is what is so wrong in certain families. There is a father whose place it is to make judgments and make certain decisions. And then you have wives who prevents the man from making certain judgments and making certain decisions. They are seated here and looking at me. Yes. In a home, like what to eat, um, are also some forms of judgment. It's not for the man to make. Yes, it's not for the man to make. What are you? What should I cook today? Charlie, cook your cook. You know, cook what you want to cook. But then there are certain decisions. You see that it requires the man of the house. My wife can't decide what car I buy. What for? What does she know about cars? She can't decide what car I buy. Do you understand what I'm saying? She can't decide what car I buy. And you didn't tell me you are going to buy this particular... Please, I bought a car. Do you want to drive it or not? The decision as to what, I mean, it's not, for, you, can, you will make some decisions. Do you understand? Yeah. And then some decisions are for the man of the house. Yeah. Oh. Some women want to decide on vacations. Hey, women, you are bad. You are very bad. And I've been pastor long enough to know some things. Sometimes you see a woman has planned a holiday for herself, for her children. Everything comes to about $7,000. A man is supposed to pay for it. They go and enjoy themselves. When they return... They return February 15th. February 17th is oh, Kababesku feast. The children are going to school. Right? Who is going to pay again? The man. That is why you have to be a strong man. And you say, at this time, I do not see that we are able to go for holiday. There's coffees at the corner. I prefer to pay the coffees. Holiday will be bad. It doesn't make you a bad man. It means that you do not have the means to live beyond your means. You know, some people sat in this chair, then they say, why doesn't he bring his wife and his children and whatever? You see, somebody asked me the question, 
And so, you know, you should bring or you should go home. Then the person went and checked for the price of ticket. And then the person went quiet. The next time I heard about that from the person, the person was telling me, you know, one day I'll be able to buy you such a ticket. Yes, one day. Then not to talk about flying three people. A lot of people don't know that flying from here to Ghana is far more expensive than flying from London to Ghana. Flying just within Africa is extremely expensive. In fact, the money I paid to go to Ghana could easily be my ticket from here to America. And somebody who is not going to put that money in your pocket is trying to make a decision for you. As though they know your... I I said you only like the convention. I already told you that. It's about things that are happening in the church. You should hear them talk. You should hear them talk. And you see, I come to me. If you want to be a good church member, come to me. Say, apostle, you are a good man of God. Say, amen. So, I bought your wife a ticket. I bought your children a ticket. And when they come here, I'm, I'm giving you this for them. I Praise the Lord. I said, hello, pack your bags. Come now. Come now. Come now. Ticket is ready. Come. I need you here. Don't come and, hey, why is he not bringing us one and a shilling? Your offering is five shillings. I'm supposed to follow you and enter debt and enter then I'm here and I'm full of debt because I need to make a certain appearance. It doesn't bother me one bit. Yeah. And I also have an equal message for those in Ghana. He doesn't come home offering. He doesn't. I should come home. Are you even the one feeding my family? A man must have judgment. Yes. If you can't form an impartial decision, you look at it this way, and then you look at it this way, and then you realize this is the best course of action at this time. Do you understand what I'm saying? You will follow people. You see, that's why some people are in a mess in their lives right now. Because they follow people's mouth. Eh, you know, you, you, uh, when are you going to have children? Eh, when are you going to have children? You and your husband. Meanwhile, as we are talking, two broke people have married. No problem. Do you understand? Two broke people have married. But don't let somebody force you to give birth to five children and they will not even move one hand to pay the school fees for one child. My wife's mother I told her, you, you, two is not enough. What if one thing happened to another? I said, nothing is happening to any of my children. <laughs> the world that I live in, I, I should cater for three children. I should cater for four children. No. God has given me a mind. I can manage two. That's what I will do. 
Hey, when money comes, when money comes, and then I want to add five, it makes sense. Yes, it makes sense. Right now, I won't allow somebody who has no mind to help me and say, oh, you know, two is not enough. When are you having another baby? You know, you know, when something happens to one and then you have two more and then, uh, 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 are you going to tell me, let's sign a contract that when that baby, I'll go and do the job. Let's sign a contract that when the baby comes, you're going to look after her from when she's born all the way to university until she's done. I then I will produce. Pressure, pressure will cost you. You know, you listen to, if you marry and you don't have money, plan your family. Plan it. One woman in the village said, when, when are my grandchildren coming? The same woman in the village who asks you for 20,000 every month. When the children come, will you still get 20,000 and send to her? That's why I have problems with people who can't use their own mind. Some of you girls are here, boys are using your mind. You're, you have removed your brain and it's in the middle part of a boy and he's shifting it. When he shifts here, you move here because your head is empty. You have removed it and put it here. Oh. You see, you're, you're not happy. Uh, you're not happy. A leader must make decisions, judgment, because that's a principal work of a leader. You know, many of you grew up in homes where a father was really subdued. Some of you, your mothers were dragons. Yes. In fact, your father lived in your home like a shadow. True or not true? Yeah. That's why we also have a generation of young men who can't make up their minds. Yes. Mama made all the decisions in the house, including when your father would sleep. Hmm. Yes. Hmm. Are you listening to me? Many boys don't know that women love to control men. They enjoy the control. I don't know if it's because God took it away from them. So they're always trying to fight to have it back. Yes. They love to control a man. And then when they get one that they can control, go there. Hey, you, say, come, sit down. Hey, no, don't try that nonsense. Don't be silly. My brother, don't be silly. Sit down here. Uh-huh. Then you see that they are very much in, in control. Yeah. And sometimes they look for who they can control. Do you get it? Yeah. A leader makes tough decisions. Tough judgments. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Bishop says, whether you like it or not, every leader is forced to administer judgment and justice. 
Sometimes in the church, when you look at a nice sister, beautiful sister, the whole world is waiting for her. Yes, there are people like that. And then you see this sister about to make a mistake to marry a mumu. Uh-huh. You see, you, you look at the thing clearly as a leader and you realize that no, this cannot work. And the problem around here is you don't believe that a pastor has that authority to make judgments. That's the problem. You don't believe that. Oh, it's church I came to live my social life. Social life is why a man watched his wife mix poison and drink it. If they had a pastor offer their lives, it will not get to that point. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Anyway, whatever you want to marry, marry it. Do it quickly. Do you understand? (laughs) Do it quickly. Yes. Ah. Because some of you can't even be spoken to. Do you get it? Some of you can't even be counseled. You can't even be told, think again. Check, check well. Is this what you want for your life? If, if a pastor makes a mistake, says, Eric, is this really what you want? For? Then Eric will go and say, um, you know, apostle has said that we should take a break. <laughs> Having said that, I asked you, is this what you want for your life? And if you are wise, you will go and think deeper. Okay, I'll say it. One of the things you should discourage a brother, no, let me use, a sister is educated. She has degree. She has a profession. She's a professional. And then a brother finished from four. Those two should never marry. They should not marry. (laughs) Do you want me to go deeper? I should stop there. (laughs) Those two should never marry. Yes. Those two should never marry. I'm telling you the gospel truth. You see, again, it comes under judgment. Yes. It comes under judgment. Those two should never marry. Again, one of the things that should be discouraged is the situation where a a sister has kept herself you know, maintain herself only to go and marry 
a brother who has produced two children, three children all over the place. This is your first marriage. You're not going to enjoy it. You see, the Pekinabolo men should look for a widow. You know, in the case of a lady with a baby, it can work with a guy without a baby. Yes. The opposite is the most difficult. Do do you understand? Yes. The opposite is the most difficult. In the case of a young lady with a baby, do you understand? A man can find and love you with your child easily. The reverse, the opposite, is extremely difficult. So when I say that, you may, oh, what, what does it mean? You see, those of you sitting in church, when I'm teaching, what does it mean? What does it mean? You, see, you are the ones with a problem. You are not dead yet. You are still alive. Stop on cadaver. Yes. Because men are wired uniquely because she, he can easily fall in love with your son, fall in love with your daughter. Believe you me. But a woman will never fall in love with another man's, another woman's children. So you see again, when you, you, you find yourself in a, and then a pastor with judgment is telling you, sister, this thing will be hard. It will be difficult. But you see, you have not as one of the difficulties all of you have is you have not accepted the place and the position of your pastors in your lives. You look like you have, but you have not. Do you understand? Always remember the story of the prophet and the church member he called. (laughs) Always remember. You see, the pastor is wishing to remove the woman from the destiny. The man has a different plan. Yes. (laughs) Leave her there. Yes. (laughs) Leave her there. Do, Do you understand? So, accept that in the church the church is a family it's not the pastor saying it the church is a family into which you have been spiritually birthed believe you me the pastors or the leadership has the place of judgment in your life that's why for example if two people are going to marry one of the tests we do is the genotype test 
the genotype. Right? Can these two, are they compatible? Then you say, oh, you know we are believers, pastor. Even if he is excess and I'm whatever, we can still marry. Yes, we can still marry. You see, only a foolish pastor will let you go ahead with that. Because what the product of what you are about to engage in, do you get it? Bereft of common sense is that you give birth to children that will suffer. And that suffering, you see, many years down the road will divide you and your husband. It will divide you and your wife because the pain you would have brought on your children is unimaginable. So when you go and do the test and then we say, no, no, by reason of this test, even though you love yourself, now let's give you a knife, kill your love and you to kill your love. You say, no. What kind of a church is it? One day some people said to me I was against relationships. You will not believe it. There is nobody in this church who is more interested in relationships that I, than I am. Yes, but I like p- correct parents. Yes, I don't like foolish parents. A, 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 a promising young lady with a foolish boy. I won't stand for it. If that makes me against relationship, please call me king of against relationships. That's why I teach all of you so that the men in my church will up their games. The ladies in my church will up your games. Your getting offended is nothing. The problem is with you, not with me. You see these cool ones. They are even more problematic. <laughs> the ones that don't talk, they're very problematic. These ones, when they fall in love, they are, they are the worst version. These ones, when they fall in love. Hey, let me stand here and say what I'm teaching. Yeah. <laughs> After Christine falls, she will never listen to anybody. Hey! <laughs> what I have been praying for has come. And now this man has issues. What is his issues, by the way? Is it not my life? It's my life. Yeah. These ones, they are, they are the worst to be counseled when they fall in love. <laughs> As for the gra gra ones, we know them. Yeah, they are gra gra ones, we know them. Yeah. Very gra gra. Yeah? A pastor has judgment. Do you get it? Yes. And he's supposed to lead the church. And you see, the judgment has to be fair and even handed. And God is my witness. I try really hard to be very impartial. I discipline a pastor. It's amazing. I discipline a pastor. And people heard the discipline of the pastor. 
and they started writing solidarity messages to my pastor. Is 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 a lonely place as a leader? Do you think that it's a joy to take decisions of such magnitudes? These are people I loved. I love. And I brought them around, not because I hated them. I brought, everybody I brought around is because I love them. So when I'm also making a decision, it comes from a very difficult and a very painful place. Now you are writing solely, what about me? Because when people look at a leader, he, does, he took the decision. He doesn't feel the pain. Ask any mother, ask any father. When they are beating their child, they do it from a very painful place. I do not think that unless you are a sadist as a father, that you are beating your child and you are getting a certain joy, like you are derived pleasure. That's molestation. It's different from discipline. There is no parent that is beating a child, disciplining a child, and it comes from a place of pleasure. Like, I'm happy. Yeah, I'll kill him. I'll kill him now. Ah, that's not your child then. But when you're disciplining, it comes from a very heavy place. And that's when an auntie will come and say, eh, my children, please come. My children, they are not my children, right? Because I'm this, they are not. What makes you? So they wrote solidarity messages to the pastor. Hey, you're telling the pastor it is well. How about me? I'm the bad guy. You're writing a message. And people do that in the church. You know, these two shall pass. Be strong. And if you are not careful, they'll add you. You see, we know our man. We have been around long enough. We know our man. So, leaders are often lonely people. You always all the time have to wait for vindication. And that vindication is never today. It always awaits time. A leader is a very patient person. You take a decision, people misunderstand today. And you have to wait for three years for somebody to understand something you understood. Kitambo. And I stood here and I said, I don't think I would ever use the expressways. Do you remember? Do you remember? Because I don't see why you should pay. Do you remember? Never say never. Yeah. The first time I used it, I said, well, lie. I will use it always. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) The first time I said, well, I will use it. I'll use it. Did you understand? You see, I didn't understand the vision of the person who built it. And it made sense to me. Do you understand? Sometimes you won't understand a leader. And don't mind people who tell you, is it road we will eat? Is it, is it hospital? We'll... Don't mind such people. People without vision and they don't say, is it road we will eat? Is it hospital we will eat? Why do we go, then go to America when we are sick? go to the UK when we are sick. They built hospitals and infrastructure that you fly yourself there to get, go and get cured. 
when you go to our Kenyatta, when you, you see, every African country has a Kenyatta. Ghana, we have one. It's called Kolebu. If you go and you come home, you have to go to church the next Sunday with white cloth and give thanksgiving to the Lord. Yes. Hmm. I mean, I just saw that thing and I said, ah, pay to use. Hey, come on. But the day I use it, I say, ah, this man is a wise man. He's a wise man. It makes sense to me. And the only reason I'm saying it here is because I'll be a hypocrite that I told you I won't use it and I'm using it. (laughs) So I've, I've come back to tell you I've changed my mind. Only a fool doesn't change his mind. Yes. When I get on it, 10 minutes I'm in church. Ah. I didn't use it. I said, yeah. you know, I, I don't think I'll ever give my money to these people. Now I want them to take my money. Yes. <laughs> so sometimes admit, I'm using that, admit that what the leader has decided now, you may not understand. Tomorrow you may. Yes, and you may tomorrow, if you truly have a discerning heart, a lot of judgments and decisions are understood by men with discerning hearts. Yes. Not when you're full of emotions. That's why women really, a lot of times when you're even breaking up with a girl, sometimes boys, girls, listen to me, boys breaks up with you from a good place. Oh. They are saving you. Like, he wants to tell you that, you see, the breakup is for your sake. But they don't know how to tell you. You are too full of emotions. And the boy is breaking up with you. And in his heart, he's like, she doesn't even know I'm saving her. And I see now you are not getting angry. Because most girls are like this. Country broco, country no broco, with the inside. They understand. Yes, like the relationship is not good, is, is bad, you know, but I prefer to be in it than not to be in a relationship. Do, do you get it? Yeah. And two people who are always quarreling should never be encouraged to be together. So if you're in the church, do you see, you should... Make your relationship so obvious that you can be advised. Every day we should, if we see you fighting, one day we should call you that and say, two of you, we've called you for a meeting. You are coming to break up now. (laughs) Before one of you watch the other drink poison. A leader has the function, is it? Let me take you to 2 Samuel 8 verse 15. Watch this. 2 Samuel 8 15 and the Bible says, and David reigned over all Israel and look at it, David executed what? Judgment and justice unto his people, unto all his people. Amen? Yeah. Unto all his people. Do you get it? Yeah. A leader executes judgment and justice. 
there are young men who've worked around me. One, one of the reasons I release young men who work, work around my office is from the place of judgment and justice, but they, they don't understand. You see, when you serve me in my office, is really of no consequence to me. It means more to me when you build your ministry than you cleaning my desk. So, when cleaning my desk comes between you and your growth and your ministry, I choose your ministry. And often I've chosen people's ministry and they chose me. Like a foolish girl. A brother is there, I don't love you. He's there, but I love you. You're a foolish girl. I choose their ministries. Do you understand? And they choose me because I see myself as nothing. Do you get it? I see myself as nothing. Okay, so because of me, you don't do quiet time. What does that make me? And anybody who works around the leader must be the utmost example and the shining light for others to see. So whenever I see anybody around me, they are affected by the work they do for me. I will allow you to rest. So you're a basanta leader. I look at your basanta. What's the, if, if you're around me, there must be something you are getting. Not my saliva, my anointing. So as you see your basanta growing, your basanta is an ant and a half. And somebody who is not around me has a basanta that is growing. Who do you think is more important to me? If I understand ministry, it is the young man who is growing his basanta and he has not cleaned my office. I prefer him to you who is cleaning my shoes. Because show me where Jesus sent you to come and clean my shoes. Show me. Nowhere. But he has given you a ministry. And you are around me for the ministry. This other thing is secondary. So even me, I don't choose myself. I'm not that stupid to make myself of a priority. Where Jesus is concerned, then you are serving me. But you are not serving Jesus. And oftentimes people prefer to serve the man. Than to serve Jesus. You should see them when they are offended. Foolish girl. I'm, it's the boys I'm talking about. Oh. They are boys but they behave like foolish girls. So, so foolish girl. Yeah. <laughs> you got a point now. Yeah. yeah. If I make you run. If I make you run 1000 errands. That's not an excuse not to pray. When you have finished the 1,000 rounds, still find a corner and do yambiaba, yumbiaba, yambiaba, yambiaba, yambiaba. Find a corner and do it. Then you run 1,000 rounds, then you go home and sleep and stone. If what I'm, Pastor, doing can hold microphone when I'm teaching now, you know, and then you say, Pastor, so this one you are lying. Yeah, he'll tell you that I've often make, made sad decisions. Yeah, and I'm consistent in my decisions. Yes. Hey. Hmm. 
if you think your pastor has no place where judgment and decisions and justice is concerned in your life, you're in a wrong church. Yes. Okay, he doesn't. But on the day you are going to marry, you, you come smiling to accept him as the man that puts together the two of you. This is how hypocritical it is. Yes. On that day, they want the pastor to, I want my pastor to bless my marriage. Ah, suddenly you accept his authority and position in your life. And then another time they accept that authority is when they die. Yeah. When they die, they want you to bury them. Oh, yes. But whilst they are alive, I am moving to Kisumu. Mm. Not a good idea. Don't go. Ah. Just because I'm in a church, I should if you travel to go and live. I want to go and live in Kusumo. What kind of a church is it? That is now a cult. You, you can't just get up. No. Do you know what awaits you in Kisumo? Have you prayed about it? Sometimes the difficulty with counseling people, let me as a leader, this Easter message, what happens in his body? We are teaching it. Somebody comes to you. And so, um, man of God, there's uh, something I want to do. Says, yeah, go ahead. So, uh, I'm going to Kisumu. By the way, here, I think I'm speaking as though I'm coming from, um, yes. Let me talk like, or they've made their decision. Yeah, they are going. They are just, they booked the ticket. They are just informing you. Yes. And a lot of people inform me and then I accept. You know this sign? You know this sign? I accept. Do you know this sign? Have you received some from me before? No, have, you, have you received it from me before? You, you, you said something, I, I, I did this. You have informed me. I'm reliably informed. You see, I'm not in a corporate world. I'm reliably informed. Yeah, so, the new ways. I do this. When you have even done that, they will go and say, I, I told apostle and apostle. You see, people don't know the difference between approval and information. Like you have told me. There's a difference. You're not asking for my permission. You have gone ahead. You, what you're doing is called informing. Now you are informing me. Is it me? Is it, that's why people got it wrong. Even in, in relationships. In relationships. I've taught it often. People get it wrong. Eric is supposed to come and tell me. Is it way before you know that you are loving Rachel? You knew it. You knew it. Let's not pretend. So you should, when your heart starts giving you the rhythms, it's when you should come around and say, Apostle, there's something I want to discuss with you. I think I'm. 
Then I said, you are what? He said, oh, I'm re, 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 che, che, che. Then I said, ah, really? Okay, let's talk about it. Do, do you understand? You don't now fall, kabisa. Do you understand? Make moves. Then sometimes they are telling you when the moves hit the wall. I don't know if you understand me. So when you have, is it when you have now completely fallen? Now it, it, it started as re 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 che che. Is it that you have not? When you have now rachelled the love, right? And then you are telling me, what do you want me to say, so that I don't look like a demon? Please tell me what you want me to say, so I don't look like a demon. And all these things I'm teaching are not difficult if we have genuine, realistic relationships and not these superficial flukes we are calling relationship with my pastor is fluke, is not real. My daughter should not be shy to come and tell me, Daddy, I, say, I like that boy. Yes. Me, I think one day if my daughter likes somebody and I also like the person. I think I'm even the one that will draw the boy closer. I say, oh, come. You see that I'm the one driving with the boy somewhere. I, I, I have to help my... Yes, now. Nah. <laughs> yes. You should see them. They are informing you and then they say, I have, apostle is aware. Hey, me, my name, eh? It has been used. It has been used. Oh, it has been used. Yes. Things I have not approved, I have approved. Yes. If you want the church to be overrun with dangerous people, take judgment and justice from the leader. There are churches you go today, there's a rich man who is married and who has another woman in the church and the pastor is aware and can't do anything about it. Can't do anything about it. Because if he does, if, he's, if he's, he does, the money will disappear. Oh, Yes. One pastor traveled to a church to preach in a certain country. When he finished preaching, the host pastor, like I'm the pastor, then evangelist Nakundi came to preach for us a whole week. He was doing morning, evening. Do you understand? So when evangelist Nakundi finished, the pastor went to the 
visiting pastor and so I'm going to send somebody to your hotel tonight and she's going to help you. So, okay. As the pastor was waiting, the girl came dressed. Hey, who? And so um, the past, my pastor has sent me and I'm going to be here with you tonight and um, anything that um, you need, I'm here purposely for, do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. 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 So in that church, there are nice girls that are groomed. Do you understand? For visiting guests. Oh yeah. No visiting pastor will come to this church. And then when we close, looks and say, um, Apostle, um, that, that sister, which sister is so, the one who was seated, oh, princess. I, I, and he's married, right? He's married. Yeah. That's, I, then I ask him, you, you like or you don't like? He said, I like. Pa. <laughs> then I tell him, should I send her to you? Yes. I'm, I'm telling you, the pastor was shot. There was a knock on his hotel door and the pastor has sent the lady to be his comfort for the night. Oh, yes. In Nigeria, um, bishops drink wine. They drink wine. And I've never seen that before. And I went to preach in a, very, a mega church. And I finished the service. And I was still feeling the anointing. Then the PA came before the senior pastor came and um, offered me refreshment. And he offered me, uh, he said, we have malt, we have champagne, we have wine. Which one would you like? I was shocked. So you see, if I drink the wine there, I've really not done anything because it's accepted. Yes. And you see, some, let me show you one way to justify your own sins. Is when you offer it to others. So most people who do bad things like others to join them. So it eases your conscience. And I always tell people, I smoke. And I know the danger of smoking. A good father knows that. What a nitabiambaya. Do you get it? A good father, I smoke. And then he said, but I will never want my son to smoke. Are you listening to me? Or, or you have left the judgment and the... 
Do, do you understand? Yes. So now, listen. If you take, any time you take away, the whole church will be filled with wolves and nothing can be done. And you see that the sheep that belongs to Jesus Christ will be devoured left and right. You can't sanction somebody who is sleeping with numerous girls in a church. You have no judgment. And what surprises me is when the leader now invokes judgment, the people you are protecting, they are bruised that you took a decision against a wolf. So we should let the, somebody destroy the church just because that person is very kind to you. Yes, now. Nah. He, he doesn't sleep with you. You, He gives you money. He doesn't sleep with you. Eh? But he's destroying other people. So when I take a decision for your own selfish gain, you say, apostle has just gotten rid of a good man. To you, he's a good man. Those who do the drug barons, when they get arrested, the people they always, you'll be surprised. People think that, uh, what was his name? Escobar was a bad, to some people, he was a good man. <laughs> they can even substitute him for Jesus Christ. Yes. Why? Because the drugs that is, doesn't affect them. It goes far away, but they benefit from his benevolence. He's a good man. And we have such kinds in the church, yes, who think like that. Oh, I, 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 as for apostle, you know, this man is the one who got me a job. Hmm. But he's a danger. Yes. Careful. First Kings 10 9. People are looking at me like my time is over. Stop pretending my time is not over. I have some time. First Kings 10 9. God made, I want to show you that God made David king so that he would administer what? Judgment and justice. Blessed be the Lord thy God which delighted in thee to set thee on the throne of Israel because the Lord loved Israel forever. Therefore made he thee king to do what? Judgment and justice. If you're a young lady and you're going to introduce your beloved to your father, then you tell, because of your foolish love, you tell Mandela 
when we go to see that man, now you're calling your father that man. Just stomach all that he has to say. If he shouts, just act like it's all right. My father is a difficult man. My father is a very hard man. Sometimes I don't even understand my own father. So it's not you who is going to understand him in 10 minutes. It's, you see, you are going to see him for my sake. So sweetheart, endure him. When you talk about your father to your will-be husband, if your will-be husband is wise, already he should know that he is going to marry a foolish wife. If the authority of your father is obnoxious to you, soon the authority of your husband will be obnoxious to you. So from the good part of your heart, even the role of judgment and justice your father plays in your life should not be berated and looked down upon just because you are now in love with a man. It could even be that my father has drunk something small. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you're talking like, you see, so instantly, if in his mind, that is your future husband's mind, he has plans of dominating you. There's a certain dominating that is cruel. Some people have that. So if in his mind, he hopes to dominate you and maltreat you, you have opened that door yourself. He knows that you do not respect your father. You've opened a door you should never have opened. Every young man who is going to stand before your father should stand before him with trepidation and tremblings. So that he knows that if he treats you anyhow, your father will treat him anyhow. That, but you, are, you girls are the ones who are foolishly in love. So before you go, so if you should see what my father did to my mother. Instead of sitting down cool enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Let him prove himself worthy of you. Knowing that you come from a family and the father is there to defend you any day. The man who will lift his finger on my daughter has never been born and is yet to be born and will never be born. My sister's failed marriage she married a foolish man a foolish young man and he was misbehaving and he was lucky I was not in Accra and I was proud of my brother because they went for a meeting and my brother who thinks everybody was is an angel almost beat him up I felt, for once, I felt very represented. 
I felt very represented. Yes. And then my uncle said to me that the young man was very lucky. He, my uncle was preparing a group of people to go and deal with him. You need a family like that. Those of you who barrage your family and you make your family look stupid because you are in love. When, when you are finished, or some of you, they say, oh, let's go far away. A young lady having marital issues. I was in a crash. She told me, the young man told me, let's leave the church and let's leave, leave your father and your mother and let's go far away. And I said, what did you tell him? He said, I said, no. Some young men will want to drive you far away from your church, far away from your family, take you to the unknown. So whatever they do to you, you have no offense. And that's a mumu girl who will be going, yes, take me away, take me away, take me away. <laughs> take me away, take me away, take me away. When you see him, he says, when are you taking me away? When are you taking me away? <laughs> In one relationship, you've been told, stop calling your cousin. In one relationship, you're told, why are you calling your father? In one relationship, you've told, stop calling your mother. In one relationship, you said, change your number. You say, baby, I love you. I want to be the only one in your life. It's a lie. Why are all those people involved in your life? By the way, are you aware they were involved in her life before you showed up? Some of you sit here, I have known you longer. Known you longer. Then Abednego came. Then you fell in love with Abednego. And because you have not fallen in love with Abednego, everything Abednego says is above what I am now saying. You will find yourself in the fire. Is that not where Abednego was? Some people, I I don't know how some people think. Yes. Are you aware that your mother loved you first? Are you aware that your father loved you first? Nobody can love my daughter more than I have. From the day she was born, I have loved her and I continue to love her. You pastor, you pastor all these mumu girls until they fall in love with a newcomer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Abednego. Careful. Number six. Judgment and justice are things that must be studied, understood, and learned. This one is a long one, but you write it. Judgment and justice are things that must be un- that must be studied, understood, and learned. 
Now, those who find fault with me when I take certain decisions, watch this. Bado, Bado, Manze, Bado. <laughs> Why are you in a hurry? I've not finished the point. <laughs> in one part, two. Without studying the word, you will not understand how to implement judgment and justice as a leader. That's the full point. Without studying the word, you will not understand how to implement judgment and justice as a leader. Hannah. Is it right for a pastor to tell you to avoid somebody in the church? Yes. Yes. Some people are not saved and they are in the church. You see, the church is one big hospital. If I tell you Titus is disease, only that the doctor is not allowed to say Titus is disease. Yes. Yeah, the doctor cannot tell you Eric has this sickness. <laughs> true or not true? Yes. But Kilamutu Akona Ngonjua. And only the doctor has the file on everybody. As I stand here, I have files on everybody. Yes. Mark, Paul said to them, he said, Mark, those who walk contrary to the doctrine that you have learned. In another place, he told them, there are those who cause divisions amongst you, contrary to what you have been taught. Mark them and avoid them. So when a leader says such a thing, Yours is, have you read it in the Bible before? You have not. So you have a problem with it. Why? You have not studied the word enough to know that. It is written that there are some who cause divisions. And when a leader is disciplining somebody who causes division, you should not be offended at the judgment. Come on now. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses Contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned, and avoid them. Mark them and avoid them. I've often said that one of the leadership I do not like is the women leadership of screaming. So if a lead, and I have said it publicly, do you understand? I do not stand for a, a lady leader who will stand and insult. I need somebody to walk to my office and tell me, Apostle, Princess has just had a meeting with us and she insulted us. You see them sitting down there, Kule. Then they are offended. Then they are offended. Then the church is finishing. Do you understand? Do, do you understand? Even then, they, they are pretending they have not heard me. Yes. I've taught and I said leadership 
is not shouting. It's not shouting. It's not shouting. Once in a while, a leader should get angry. It's different from your normal way of lead. Is always shouting. Odo, are you listening to me? Yes. And some of the people who shout, eh? Let somebody else shout on them. They don't like it. True or not true? There are some people I don't even expect them to even have one complaint to complain. I said I don't expect them to have one complaint to complain. Because if I see the seeds they have sown, take your harvest with humility. There are some people as I teach, they argue with my message. You wonder why your Basanta members are arguing with you. Anna? It's a seed you are sowing. Because right inside you, eh, you and I told, I, I had a conversation with Pastor Edwin and I said, the reason people don't, is a leader's judgment is like a well. It's very deep. I'm telling you, until you have studied as much as your leader, you will not understand the level of his judgment. I said to Pastor Edwin that the kind of son he is to me, I don't have to prophesy about the kind of sons he will give me. Have you met those grandchildren who insult Shosho? You want to know why? Their mother was that kind of a daughter to the Shosho. So a good son, if he's a good son and he's my son and he represents me in every way possible, I expect nothing short from Pastor Eric than he will give me a church with good sons who will love me. Whatever he is, he will produce them. So the judgment of a leader, his focus on you. How is Nyakundi? What kind of a person is? You are worried that somebody is fixated about your character. Don't you know that you are going to give birth to your kind and after your likeness. So if you make the tree good, the fruit will be good. Come on now. So now you cannot say, and that's how I am. We know what you bring forth then. When you jet off to start a ministry, we know what kind you will give birth to. So, don't say that now, well, anyway, that's me, me, and, 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 and I, well, I, I, that's I, yeah, okay, it's fine. You to go your way.
How can you engender loyalty to your leader towards your leader when you are disloyal? It's not possible. So some of you, your leadership failed because there were conversations you had with people against leadership. So now you are standing there pretending you are Madam Lawyer. Mr. Loyalty, they don't believe you. You already sowed a bad seed. And they know that you are pretending when you stand there. You know our man of God and you know our reverend, our reverend has been sent by God. They know, look at pretender. You see that a leader's judgment, is a, a leader's wisdom is like a deep well. Some of you orangus are surprised you are still in this church. I said some of you orangus are surprised that you are still in this church. One orangu said that if apostle knows the one who brings us all the informations, he will collapse. Yes. <laughs> you get the point now? Yes. That's why you fight for good sons and you fight for good yes. There is no good leader that will stand in a center and barrage leadership to the center. And the members or stand in the basanta and barrage leadership to the, the basanta. There's no such person. And so when situations come and the leader takes decision, yours is, you even have to find, have I read this about this in the Bible before? On which premise is the leader's decision coming from? Until you have studied the word deep, we are struggling to get you to do quiet time. You are the one who wants to hold an opinion. If I ask you, what scripture did I use for today's quiet time? Audrey? And Audrey is the one who has an opinion about the decision and the judgment a leader took. Where is my judgment supposed to stem from? I must be in the word of God. If I'm in the word of God, are you aware I am in the word of God? Read Paul's letters and you'll see the judgment he 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 executed in the church. Are you tired of the Easter message? <laughs> Some of you, you, you look like you want another message. Do you want another message? <laughs> I think some of you are looking for another. Take me to 1 Corinthians chapter 5, is it? Use uh, NLT. I can hardly believe the report about the sexual immorality going on among you. Something that even pagans 
don't do. I am told that a man in your church is living in sin with his stepmother. (laughs) He's doing the thing in his body. You get a point now. Yes. You are coming to see judgment. Verse 2. Let's go. You are so proud of yourselves. You see, this is a leader. This is a leader. If you talk like this, Nyakundi will be looking at me. Why is this one talking? You are so proud of yourselves. But you should be mourning in sorrow and shame. And you should remove this man from your fellowship. remove him from the fellowship. (laughs) Is it you haven't read your Bible? Is it because you knew chapter 5 talks about fornication, you don't like reading it. But to understand judgment, you have to study the word. You have to learn. You have to study the word. Then you understand, oh, yeah. That decision is right. I mean, yeah, yeah. Why? Because you have studied, you have learned, and you've read the word. Remove this man from your fellowship. Verse 3. Even though I'm not with you in person, I'm with you in the spirit. And as though I were there, I have already passed what? Oh, I have already passed what? On this man. You alone, since you came to this church, every year you date a different girl. A leader should pass judgment on this man. <laughs> Do you understand? Be- one day we wake up and you have dated everybody. I've passed judgment. Paul is saying, is it a, a pastor, an apostle has the right to pass judgment? I have passed judgment on this man. Let's go. In the name of the Lord Jesus, you must call a meeting of the church. Sometimes people don't like it when I call a meeting of the church. <laughs> but if you read your Bible, you see that calling meeting of the church is in order. I will be present with you in spirit. And so will the power of our Lord Jesus Christ. So when sometimes an apostle calls for a meeting, eh, you don't know what is backing him. <laughs> There's power of our Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes. As for the body, we must protect the body. Yes. Let's go. Then you must throw this man out and hand him over to Satan so that his sinful nature will be destroyed and he himself will be saved on the day the Lord returns. But as for keeping him so he does more damage, no, throw him out. Judgment. I've already passed my judgment. There was a group I was in Accra and had already passed my judgment on them. Yes. And I watched them as they were still misbehaving. 
misbehaving. I said, the Lord had already given me what to do. I passed judgment and I, I was at peace with my judgment. Yes. It is beneath a father to fight with his children. It is beneath a father. So when the relationship degenerates to where we are now fighting, it is no more a godly relationship. So judgment must be invoked. And I've invoked judgment. And ever since I've invoked judgment, I've been sleeping soundly. Hey, I don't have to check. Uh, Quiet time police. Who did quiet time? Who didn't do quiet time? Dear Apostle, dear Apostle of our Lord Jesus Christ, today, Sean Mugala didn't do his quiet time. Purity didn't do his quiet time. And um, um, Abednego didn't do his <laughs> Abednego. Sean, purity. Explain. Should, at this step, should I be forcing you to do I'm at peace with all men now. The person who wants to find problem with my judgment is yet to even develop the culture of doing quiet time. And I'm supposed to listen to you. Which voice is speaking through you? A voice spoke through Peter and Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. Sometimes the voice that speaks through people is not the voice of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's not the voice of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes when you hear people talk, you just know that, Charlie, the guy has come. Throw this man out. Verse 6. Your boasting about this is terrible. Don't you realize that this sin is like a little yeast? In, I wish we have more days because I have to go deeper into this message. You see how sin in the church is a yeast. Yeah. I, I hope to get there by Sunday where I teach you about the, the, the sin and what it, its effect on the church is. Yeah. You think, oh, the pastor is my friend. You know, if, even if he's sleeping with one or two, it's fine. It's not fine. This sin is like a yeast. That spreads through the whole batch of dough. So once it starts like that, you see that soon the entire church is spreading. There's a virus. True or not true? There's a virus. Many pastors don't know why certain viruses spread through the church. Get rid of the old yeast by removing this wicked person from among you. <laughs> See now the church is quiet. You don't like post judgment to Abi. <laughs> I had a friend of mine who wrote to me. He, he had the issues with Paul's writings. You know, and is he 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 has only daughters. So the way Paul disciplines women. He had a problem with it until his wife showed him Pepe. He sent me a message. He said, I'm now a friend of Paul. <laughs> yeah. He had problem with the Pauline writings, especially the ones that pertains to women, because he's giving birth to But when his wife showed him Pepe, oh, 
He has agreed with Paul now. Yes. (laughs) Then you will be like a fresh batch of dough made without yeast, which is what you really are. Christ, our Passover lamb has been sacrificed for us. So the things I'm teaching and digging out, I'm removing the yeast from the batch and then we will be like a batch of dough made without yeast. If I send you a nude picture, post it. Don't waste time. Post it. So the same way I shouldn't have a pastor who is sending nudes and receiving nudes in the church. You're preaching to my church members and you have a collection of their nudes on your phone. And then Mumus, when the, the leader of the church now takes a decision. Some of you, is, you enjoy such piggery, piggery lifestyle. Do you know piggery lifestyle? Piggery. You like being in the dirt. There are some people, if we kept them in the church, even people's wives are not safe in the church. People's wives will not even be safe in the church. Yeah? Do you understand? Yeah? I should have sons who feel comfortable when even their wives are around me without worry. They come to the door of the office. What's going on there? <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah. This meeting is long ago. Hey. My sons should not feel like their wives are in danger from me. No. Then when they go home, on the way, the man was saying, so what were you talking with the apostle about? You, know, you took really long. So we're talking about ministry. So, so, and so, um, is there anything I should know? <laughs> you see, before it crosses his mind to start asking such a question, it must be that he doesn't trust me already. Yes. He doesn't trust me already. Yeah. Careful. So, you see, you, you, you fight and remove judgment from the church. Continue. Always have a problem with everything leadership is saying until you are the last victim and you wish there was a voice that could, you know, shout on your behalf. So you see, again, I'm still in the Passover message. Can you see clearly? Yes. He's talking about the Passover lamb. And he, the thing is about the body. <laughs> His body. 
Some young ladies, listen to me, have had terrible times with their fathers. There are some young ladies whose fathers molested them. They don't need a a pastor to now molest them too. The pastor is the last wall of faith they are looking at. Then now, the last encounter takes the little faith left in them away from even the church. Today, some people will not go to church because they've lost faith in everything to do with the church. Rich men are raping girls and the pastor can't do anything about it. Let me tell you, if you're a young man here and you rape my church member, unless you raped a fool, in fact, even a fool, we should fight for a fool. (laughs) We will cause you to be arrested. Some of you brothers, you can't be trusted. You keep doing, then she'll enter your room. She enter, then you lock the door. You got a point. Yeah. Verse 8. So let's celebrate the festival. Which festival? The Passover. Not with the old bread of wickedness and evil, but the new bread of sincerity. And I think you are hearing one of the best Easter messages. Yeah. I think it's a very good Easter message. For those who didn't understand my judgments in the past. I was, I, me, I have no need to fight for myself. Yeah. Verse 9, let's go. When I wrote to you before, I told you not to associate with people who indulge in sexual sin. You can see judgment. I told you, I told you, I wrote you a letter. I sent a message to your, your branch. <laughs> and I told you not to what associate and he's you see that he's talking about his body verse 10 watch watch this but i wasn't talking about unbelievers who indulge in sexual sin no or are greedy or cheat people or worship idols that's what unbelievers do you would have to leave this world to avoid people like that so as long as we live in this world you can't avoid such people isn't it good but watch this verse 11 i meant that you are not to associate with anyone who claims to be a believer yet indulges in sexual sin or is greedy or worship idols or is abusive or is a drunkard or cheats people don't even eat with such people passover message It's about the church and what is in the body, happening in the body. (laughs) 
Hannah. So when you get up and you carry your two, two, two blouses, two, one brazier, two panties, and you go and live in a boy's house. And we're talking about what is happening in the body. And then you come from the boy's house to church to greet people. Welcome to church. What are you greeting them with? Come on, let's talk about it. So when I tell young people, marry, marry, yes, marry. All these shenanigans of, you know, living with some, your, 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 your beloved you've not married. Do you understand? Yeah, you, you should never do that. If he wants to marry you, let him marry you and you live with him forever. Some of you, before the end of this year, come and regular, regularize your, I don't know whatever you call that thing. If you go to South Africa, you've, you'll be sad for that nation. And Kenya is almost there. In a society where marriage is not elevated, you should see what the result is. Crime. Children without fathers. Children without mothers. The whole place is... In South Africa, I think every one minute or so, a woman is being raped. And every how many minutes... I'll, I'll come with a statistic. Somebody is being shot. All these things start from the family the unit called the family. In fact, I was shocked the other day. I think one politician said exactly what I've been saying in this church. Calling on the church to take serious the issue of families. And you see, if you mess with the family structure where a boy is supposed to be born, where there's a father and a mother, you joke with it. You dropped one. They've dropped 100,000 of them. 100,000 of them, you're looking at how many that are going to be criminal without the presence of a father. I believe it was a politician I heard who was saying that. Almost the same thing I say in this church. And I said, wow, he has been listening to my message. <laughs> now, I had, to, I had to flatter myself, you know. <laughs> I said, he has been listening to my message. Yes. The former president, yeah. Yeah. He was begging the clergy. Yes. Because if we fail at that level, we have disappointed the nation, we have disappointed the country. I'm telling you. A day will come, you, you can't even leave your home and be safe because somebody has produced enough bastards that have knives, that have whatever, willing to take what you have. You are not safe and I'm not safe. I'm telling you. So when you get up and you say, I'm going to live in that boy's house and I'm stopping you. Do, do you know what I'm trying to do? <laughs> yeah? 74 murders a day in 2022 in South Africa. Yeah. So do the math. Multiply 74 by 365. 
You see how many people died in 2022? Murdered in South Africa. Yeah. A day, 74. 27,010 in one year killed. Which means that in a day, about one and something persons are killed in a day. Just 24 hours. If you do whatever, maybe you can, yeah, every hour, tell me how many people are killed. Just in an hour. <laughs> Three people are killed every hour. Yes. Yes. And I can tell you that the beginning of this is the breakdown of the family structure. Back to my scripture. You you intentionally remove the apostolic judgment. <laughs> I bring back the apostolic judgment. <laughs> Verse 12. It isn't my responsibility to judge outsiders. My God. What an Easter I'm having. It's not my responsibility to judge outsiders. But it certainly is my responsibility to judge those inside the church who are sinning. Truth, Lord. There are some beloveds, they are too close for comfort. These days, the brothers, they have seen another thing to use. They just tell you, I want to marry you. That's it. No more. I love you. I want us to go out. No, no, no. They realize that that's no more working. Now I want to marry you. I want to marry you. I want to marry you. So I'm also telling you, sisters, I want to marry you is not the same as marriage. Wait till the marriage happens. Then you open your legs. And the sisters have a problem with what I've just said. You see, why do you want to open your legs? I, I cannot for the life of me understand why. Oh. Is it sisters who like, those of you who like opening your legs, you have what we call kakapiopio. You have caca pew pew. <laughs> uh, hey. hmm. huh. <laughs> when find out what caca pew pew is. <laughs> it sounds very lowish, eh? Does it sound Louis? (laughs) 
one day you would wish you listened to me. Yeah. For, for your own peace, you would wish one day you listened to me. Those of you who are sleeping with your beloveds right now. The day your beloved gets to go to Kisumu and you are in Nairobi, you see, you see fire. You, you see fire. You now you see that, Charlie. The thing is not working. Yes. You have, there's no network. You, oh, you see that you are in Nairobi and your heart is, you, you want to die. You wish you could fly to Kisumu. Sai. You hear the point now? So don't allow your kakapiopio to overrule the judgment I'm teaching you about. I have no business judging the people. That's why I'm teaching the church. You are the one who say you belong to the church or you are in the church. Yes. So accept the teaching. Yes. Stop trying to, you know, let me, I have to reason about this. This is not a lecture hall. This is not a lecture hall. The word of God is to be accepted, not argued against. Write it. Mandela has a weird smile. Whatever that weird smile is, he will explain it to me later. The word of God is to be accepted, not argued against. Some of you because of your earlier convictions in life, you are yet to have a fully renewed mind. In some areas, your mind is renewed. But in some areas, your mind is not renewed. And the reason it's not renewed is you've not studied the word of God deeply to know. So those are the areas you always argue. Like if you have issues with authority as an earlier conviction... You have come to Christ now and you've not studied what authority is in the scriptures. When I teach about authority, you'll be arguing against authority. Because that part of your mind is yet to be fully renewed. So you see you have argument in areas you know little about. Come on now, I'm teaching you something. You, I say you will have argument in areas you see you know little about. It's an apostolic teaching. So I require you to go deeper. I require you to study deeper so that when judgment comes, you're like, yeah, I understand. It makes sense. But when you don't, you see, sometimes it's even hard for me to explain certain decisions to some of you. So sometimes I wait after many years when I think you have grown a little. Then I, then they, do you see them sitting there? Ah. <laughs> Back to my, you, you don't like my. Verse 13, let's go. God will judge those on the outside. But as the scriptures say, you must remove the evil person from among you. 
When one of you has a dispute with another believer, how dare you file a lawsuit and ask a secular court to decide the matter instead of taking it to other believers? We are here now. You want to sue me? (laughs) Hey! Then now he came to when one of you has a lawsuit, right? Then later he wrote another judgment concerning the brother who he told them to cast him out and hand him over to Satan. You get a point now? Yeah. <laughs> Which I have no time to read that one today. But what I'm saying to you is that for you to understand some judgment and certain decisions, justice in the church, you must have read also, studied and learned the word of God. And the beginning for most of you is the quiet time, which you don't do. How relieved some people were when they said, no more shepherds. Now they watch the video at 3 p.m. (laughs) He's teaching, eh? (laughs) He's teaching. He's teaching. Yeah. What were you doing before? You were pretending that you had a culture of meeting the Holy Spirit first thing in the morning. You were pretending. Yes. Sometimes a leader takes such decision, then you see your people real. The real people, you see them. Yes. I mean, a lot has been revealed to me. A lot has been revealed to me. Yes. And when I look back, and I, I sometimes I say, hey, is that the person I was going to appoint a lady pastor? Hey. And then I'm, 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 I'm shivering. I say, thank God. I said, thank God. I don't know. I think I'm tired of teaching. <laughs> I think I'm tired of teaching. It's day two and I haven't even gone far. Amen. Amen. But it is our Easter convention. So even if I only stayed in the first part, it's still fine. Yeah, I know I'm accomplishing something in one person's heart. Yes. Tomorrow when I'm disciplining reason, I need others to understand why. And then if he's truly a child of God, he will submit himself to the judgment and be saved by that judgment. The problem is a lot of people don't submit themselves. Yeah? So things become some way. Do you understand? Yeah? I've come to pe- fear smiling church members. Hey. In my next world, anybody who smiles a lot, I will avoid.
It is what I have seen with my eyes before. Because, do you know why I avoid them? When their judgment comes, their tears gather an army against the apostolic judgment. Nobody will see me as a good person when I discipline Anne. Anne looks like an angel. They think she's an angel. I'm the one who, I'm the bad guy. Where did I even get her name from? Is she in this church? Is she a member of the church? Oh, I'm a prophet. I'm a prophet. So I fake the name. But today is her first time in the church. Do you know her? I, I, don't, I, I don't think. I, she's new. Oh, oh, she's new. Today is her first time in the church. Uh, she, was, oh, she was invited for the conference. Wow. And she honored the invitation to the convention. Oh. Ah. Ah. If you are looking for a church, your search has come to an end. Yes. We are blessed to have you in our midst. Yes. Your presence is an assurance that the angels of the living Lord has visited us today. Yes. Anything you heard from the teaching which was offensive, please forgive us. <laughs> Tomorrow is Good Friday. Is an all black dressing night. Yes, is the night our savior died. So come wearing black. If you are not wearing black, wear red. Yes. Yes, black, black, or red on black, or red, red. Or yes, anything black, anything red is the theme for the Good Friday. Why? Because it is the day our Savior died, and we mourn and remember that day. Do you understand? Then Sunday is supposed to be a white celebration. Yes. So we must endeavor to wear white. Or at least something with white. Maybe not Joe. Wait, wait. <laughs> you, you, you understand? Yes, because he's risen. And we celebrate his resurrection. So Sunday is supposed to be white. Friday we are mourning. Okay. So it doesn't mean I don't teach about Bima. I'm going to teach about Bima. Do you understand? Even if I'm moving to something, I'll show you one or two things before I move to the other things. You see that judgment is important for the church. Yes. Maybe one or two other things. Then I move to something else. You get a point now. Yes, the Lord bless you, the Lord keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you. May he be gracious to you. May you have the visitation of the Lord. A visitation that brings good news. A visitation that brings healing. A visitation that brings establishment. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Please be on your feet.
Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for enriching us. Thank you, Lord, for opening the eyes of men and women. Thank you, Lord, that our understanding is being deepened. Thank you, Lord, that we would understand the place of judgment in the church. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Before we go, please take your offering. Take a good offering. And tomorrow come with a Good Friday offering. Amen. Wow. Tomorrow we should have all our church members here. It's a Good Friday. I don't know if anyone is supposed to be anywhere else. Yeah, it's a Good Friday. Amen. Are you ready with your offering? Father, bless your people. Cause their baskets to be full to the overflow. Cause increase to come to them. Cause, O oh Lord, that their hands will be blessed with whatever they touch. Will be increased with whatever they touch. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We have no doubt that you have received a blessing from the word of God preached by Apostle Raymond Tamaklaw. Do join either of our services at Love Springs International Church Headquarters this and every Sunday at 9 a.m. Connect with Apostle Raymond Tamaklaw on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. God richly bless you and lead you in a series of victories.